Made in 2019 from Long Island, New York. Um, so local. Um, you know, this is for as Tamika. Damn it. It's okay. It's fine. You can do it. It's okay. It's fine. I already knew we were going to do this. We didn't talk about this. We didn't talk about it, but it's okay. Listen, well, we're are we real names or fake names? Honestly, I don't care at this point. I, that's what I was like. I don't even care anymore. It's okay. How do you feel about it? Let's talk about it. Let's take a moment. Let's do it. Let's use our real names. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay, we're going to have to change our marketing if we're using our real names because they're all our nicknames currently. It's fine. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, we have old episodes with us fucking up already. So. <laughs> <laughs> Does it make a difference? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. So, um, Tamika mentioned earlier that this drink is perfect for the newly divorced white woman with a WH. Um, you know, she just broke up from Don. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. So he, as soon as he got on the force, all of a sudden he changed. He gets his hands on a gun and he's really aggressive now. And I want everyone to know that black lives matter. So he was coming in the house talking about blue lives. And I said, fuck this. And I bought a case of Wolfa Estate and now I'm drinking my rosé out of the bottle. That's what's happening right now. This is a twist cap. So historically on Black Girls Drinking Wine, you know we go out for twist caps. So we know this is about to be some good shit. I hope you can hear me pouring. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I really like this wine, though. I discovered it um, <laughs> at Costco, actually. <laughs> Costco. Shout out. Shout out to Costco. Your um, new home. This episode is sponsored by Costco, so <laughs> I wish. A girl can dream. But guys, let's toast. That's it's been good. a while. Cheers. Cheers. Clink. Clink. It definitely tastes like she just broke up with her husband. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's very light, a little citrus. Um, you know. Perfect for summer because it is hot as balls today in Brooklyn. So this yeah. is perfect. And it's dry. Can you, is anyone else tasting that? A little dry? Well, according to the label, it has something special with the Long Island soil. So I guess something about the Long Island soil. Oh, the I white wonder. soil? Yeah. I think it, it, it tastes like privilege. That's what it is. 
I am getting heavy notes of privilege. It, this tastes good. No wonder they don't want to give it up. I'm also tasting, um, like, you know, maybe she'll be ready for her first interracial relationship, you know? Yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's yeah. doing the readings, guys. She's yeah, doing she's, the work. She's doing the work. <laughs> I mean, you can experience this as well. Um, we'll drop the link in our bios so you can taste all this grandness and privilege that we are tasting right now. But I think it's time for the fun stuff. Where have we been? What inspired our return? What is this episode about? And how we spent Juneteenth? Yeah. You guys can't see me, but I'm dancing. I don't know. It's really good. No. I mean, we have been doing what all of you people should be doing. Quarantining. With a W. Quarantine. And covering your mouth. Wearing masks. Not on your chin. Not with your little nose hanging out like it's a dick. Wow. Wow. Uh, Every time I see a nose hanging out of a mask, I think of a dick hanging out of drawers. Wow. Am I the only one? No. <laughs> yes. Why are you lying to her? <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought about that. Gotcha. No. Um, but yeah, we've been doing that. We've been surviving the pandemic and the civil war, getting rights for our black people and us, we're black. So, yep. Occasionally marching. Yep. Yeah. I also just, you know, want to say that all of us are now nail techs, estheticians, uh, hairdressers. Cooks. Yeah. I waxed my mustache last week. Oh, wow. <laughs> I did it myself. <laughs> Looks great. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and we were inspired by... The height of the Civil War of 2020, we were like, we need to come back together. Like, we need to. We had a voice in our head, and an actual voice, also <laughs> in our head from a friend of the podcast, telling us that we need to do this. Um, so yeah, we came back together, and I know we're supposed to be social distancing, but We've been together since the beginning, so whatever we got, we got a, we got together. Well, we've been responsible. We, yeah, we, we are only interacting with one another when we leave the house. Yeah, so we are still social distancing. We're just social distancing together. Yes, it's like Idris and his wife, basically. Oh but yeah, not, not no sex. I I mean. Great, now our listeners think we're all having sex together. I just said no that sex. we all chose to catch corona? I'm confused. Okay. Like, Sabrina really, like... I mean, yeah, she wanted corona. Like, we don't want corona. Yeah. And we're not doing things... Like, we're not, like, coughing in each other's mouths or, like, hugging each other's necks and just rubbing our faces into yeah. each other's faces. Again, yeah. none of this is dispelling that people likely think that we are on a commune together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyways, now that I made that really awkward, um, we spent Juneteenth picnicking, social distancing picnic. We had the spray in the air. Sorry, the environment. Um, we had masks on. We weren't close together. We were dancing to Beyonce. Yes. We uh, saw the black actor. Oh, Michael yes. K. Williams is fine. Mm, so cute. He when he came back around, he was like, hey! Oh I was like, he knows us. He loves us. He does. 
But yes, shout out to Tiffany and I and dancing. We are officially being recruited as Beyonce's background dancers, you know, when this is over and, you know, she goes on tour again. Yeah. Um, but I do want to go back to what inspired this episode because I think that we have all felt a mutual frustration as black women. And was it the Essence um, article that really did it for you? They were just like, let's pray for our black men. Oh, yes. Let's keep them yes. in prayer. And we were like, okay, you know what? We need to get behind the mic again because what the fuck are we going to do forgetting about black women in this struggle? As a publication that their sole audience and their festival is women. Who's praying for us? I would no love one. to see I have not. I have not seen an article about pray for black women. Uplifting black women. Send some money to that cash app, especially the black women doing all of the labor to educate you. Even though we don't have to, I know for myself, it was the New Yorker and the Time article where both illustrators left out black women. And for the New Yorker article, you could kind of barely make out Brianna's face amongst the slew of black males that have only been affected um, by the police murdering them. So, yeah, that definitely inspired this episode, which brings us to our topic for today, Black Women versus Everyone. Uh, clink, clink. Clink, clink. All my life I had to fight. Shit. Amen. And speaking of Brianna, let's talk about it. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's talk about it. So, Everybody, well, I would hope that everybody knows the story of what happened to Breonna Taylor. I almost don't even want to recap it because I don't know if I could get through it without getting distracted by my emotions or not even distracted, paying attention to my emotions here. Um, and again, like I said before, in the midst of all of this uprising and awakening and protesting and marching, um, we are left out of the Black Lives Matter movement completely. I said it, you can fight me, at me, I'll block you. Um, we're not a part of it. We're not part of it in the way it's marketed. We're not part of it in the conversations that are happening. But behind the scenes, we're fundraising. We are doing the work. We're providing literature. Like I don't even want to know what other facets that we are contributing to the movement and just the roles that Black women play unfortunately as the person who is nurturing and taking taking care of somebody but we are it's never there's ne never any reciprocity ever i love when you use that word because <laughs> it's a very important value for you yeah yes. it is um, i mean i guess i think this is also a good time to include a trigger warning content warning as we do discuss Black women versus everyone, um, we will hear about violence, police brutality, rape, sexual assault. These will be topics that we are discussing, so keep that in mind. Um, there is a website that you should all visit called standwithbre.com. On that website, you'll find a link to the petition where so far over uh, 9.3 million people have signed, and there are phone numbers that you should be reaching out to and calling to demand justice. Um, I was really moved by a particular uh, quote by this author, Shaniqua Boulding, who talks about 
black women, even in their death, having to wait their turn. And we see this happening with Breonna Taylor. And while a lot of people felt a lot better watching those officers responsible for the murder of George Floyd be arrested, be indicted, as of right now, only one officer involved in the murder of Breonna Taylor has even seen a consequence. He has just simply lost his job. None of the men involved, none of the police officers involved in killing her have been held accountable for their actions. And as this movement is keep, keeps happening, we are very concerned about black women being left behind. And seeing things like memes popping up and people being like, oh yeah, and justice for Brianna. Or now people call her Brie and it's like, I didn't know her personally. I feel a little uncomfortable being like, hey, justice for Brie. Like, it's not a cute, you know, mm -hmm. meme. I mean, this is a woman's life. She, was, she should have been turning 27 years old this year and she's not gonna have that. And I think that we should all keep fighting for her. And there are so many other black women who are victim to police brutality, police violence, simply by sitting in their homes. Mm -hmm. Rakia Boyd, Tatiana Jefferson, Tarika Wilson, Corinne Gaines, seven-year-old Ayanna Stanley Jones. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about police brutality and police violence, the face of the victim is always a black male, when in fact, black women are killed by police at the exact same rate as black men. But when we ask you to name victims of police violence, your list will be primarily male. Mm -hmm. Black women in New York are stopped by police at the exact same rate by black men, but we are told we need to pray for our black men before they leave the house. Who's praying for us? No one. No one. And I also, to your point about um, the meme, memification, if that's even the word. I hate those. Um, I hate those so much. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just like, it's not a joke. It shouldn't be a meme. Like, you should be posting what you're doing to make sure that she, she can die and know that whoever killed her, mm -hmm. which we know who killed her, it's not a mystery, is arrested. Mm -hmm. Like, why are you putting a meme? Like, post numbers. Post how are you donating to her family or her boyfriend or, like, for mental health or something. Like, I don't want to see a meme. Like, stop that shit. It's yep. annoying. It's, it's annoying. not a joke. It's also just, it's a, just a lot of things. It's annoying, but it's also disgusting because it kind of feeds into the online, the lack of online value that black women have. Like, we can be paid attention to and retweeted and all that stuff, but it's only for you to siphon something out of it for your own internet presence. Yeah. I think it's disgusting in the same way that our culture as black women, things that we discover, things that we do are siphoned by other cultures and for internet profit, for financial profit. Like, I just, that, there's, there's something about, like, turning that into a meme, obviously, you know, apart from her being murdered, that just makes me like, even now I'm sweating because I'm so angry. Yeah. I haven't seen any black man's death made into a meme. So I'm just very confused by this whole trend. So of, even in yeah. our death, wait your turn, be mocked, mm -hmm. be disrespected. Yep. Like, yeah, I'm over it. 
Um, and speaking more um, about how black women have to wait their turn, I just want to be clear that all there, there is such a thing as all black women, all black lives. Let's switch it over into the fact that at the same time that this movement reckoning, this largely black male movement is happening, or attention to focus on black male lives, and let me be clear, that is important, but there has to be not only duality, but just a larger picture. It can't just be where there's two perspectives and that there's only room for two. No, there has to be, it, it has to be more than two. Um, so moving into our black trans sisters, I, myself, the first day of, I think it was the first day of Pride Week, my entire Explore page was flooded with all of this rainbow paraphernalia, and we'll get into performative acts of support and allyship at some point. Full of, you know, like, just, okay, so only white men are part of the, like, LGBTQIA spectrum, like, that's, that's it. Um, and then a lot of them were repurposing a lot of, uh, like, Marsha's, like, photos and things like that of, like, oh, like, you know, like, liberation, you know, like, and it's, like, it's so, like, a people. It doesn't include everybody. Like, black, Latino, Latinx, like, we were, that's part of, like, we were part of that movement. And it just, like, the, it made me mad the way that, like, seeing all of that stuff on social media was just blanketed over yeah. just rainbow memes and emojis and, like, fucking emojis. I honestly didn't know <laughs> a white man male-centric. When I think of Pride, it's very, like, white man. I think they even made a movie about the Stonewall riot, and I, in the movie it was a, a white man throwing a brick and it's just like uh that didn't even happen marsha was the one who threw that brick really i had no idea yeah and you also just want to say like people no matter you know where you're at in your life like it's okay to like learn something you didn't know yesterday we are all also learning different parts um of not just this movement other things in our lives other things that are happening socially so we don't want anyone to feel that if you do not know things that we are saying are not familiar. Like, ah, that you can't, yeah, that you can't learn. We are also to be transparent that we are also in the midst mm-hmm. of learning ourselves. Um, but yeah, it's just very much glossed over. Um, and then yeah, again, siphoning what we have done as Black women and taking it and manipulating it or just ignoring it. Um, and so yes, like I was saying, while under the backdrop of Black Lives Matter, apparently, mm-hmm. apparently it doesn't include us. It doesn't include trans, black trans women. It's only, it seems like, again, it's very much about men. black men. Yes. Those that black are. Black disabled women. Yep. Those. I mean, I'm going to say something problematic. Taking a note from Alicia. I. <laughs> but I feel like it's very mirroring of the original. I'm using quotes. I know you guys can't see. <laughs> the original civil rights movement, where it was just very black man facing that's not problematic that's true Mm -hmm. and i just feel like the same thing is happening now Mm -hmm. yeah i mean back then as a woman in the civil rights movement you had to be light-skinned um and there could only be one at a time really like (laughs) that was it yeah like no one talks about the stuff that betty shabazz did not alongside malcolm independently of malcolm you have to go to a library and find that. 
Mm. Like they don't talk about the things she instilled in her daughters and independently like of the things that Malcolm was doing at the time. Like Bernice, like they don't talk about the things that Coretta, like they don't talk about the things that Coretta there was influential in or supported. It's all no one knows over the fact that as a black man, mm. I'm gonna, you know, like sacrifice myself for our community when our community is just you and your yeah, mm. and then like a lot of the quotes that we're reposting or reading, it's very black man. It's not like black people. So, just to add on to what we're talking about with black trans people, um, as of July 9th of this year, 21 trans people or gender non-conforming people were victims of homicide. 21. Last year, the total was 27. So far, 2020 has been the deadliest year for trans and non-binary people. In the past month, we have lost five black trans women. Brayla Stone, Mercy Mack, Shakai Peters, Drea McCarty, and Brie Black. And the majority of LGBTQ people that are murdered are black women. We wanna highlight an organization called the Oprah Fund, I'm sorry, the Oprah Project, and you should definitely check out their website, theoprahproject.com. Please go to this website and donate without hesitation as much as you can. For every $90 that they raise, they are able to put a black trans chef into the home of black trans people and they will cook for them because food insecurity is one of the many issues mm -hmm. that black trans people face. Mm -hmm. So if you and your friends listening want to pool together right now, if three of you put down $30, you are doing a service to someone in need. And on that note, getting into a little bit deeper territory and again, trigger warning as things like sexual assault, rape, violence, murder will be coming up. Um, we want to talk a little bit about just violence against black women in general. Um, I'm like getting like a lump in my throat because like I feel like I can't even like continue because yeah. it's just the, it's more of the details like around like what happened to Toyin. Um, juxtaposed against that it was someone from her own community. Like, I literally, like, I, like, I can't. Like, again, for anyone who is not yet aware um, of what happened to her, um, I personally cannot repeat it because I don't, I cannot get through talking about it. Um, you guys are more than welcome if you want, yeah. So no. I, I won't. Um, but essentially, this beautiful young woman, 19, 19 years old, um, was actively protesting in her hometown and had, had reported that she had been assaulted. Somehow, in the mix of protesting in a movement that is largely misogynist, she then gets assaulted again and murdered by what we now know is a black man who also was responsible for the murder of another activist, actually. He, he was 
posing as a man from the church, and she had trusted him enough to share her experience of how of having housing insecurity and also being the victim of sexual assault and needing a safe place to be. And she was murdered. The thing for me that is the hardest about any, any tragedy, but the hardest about this, apart from how young she was, is I feel like this happened, this tragedy happened in the peak of when everything was going on within Black Lives Matter, within how there were uprisings, I use that term loosely, everywhere. And in the noise of all of the uprising and everything that was happening, how instantly silent everybody was about this. Silent because I'm sure there was shame in the community that the person that she lost her life to was a black man. No one wanted to, it, it almost seemed as if no one really outside of the actual media reporting what actually happened. Online, no one seemed to want to talk about the fact that it was a black man who murdered her, and then there was an influx of perspectives and opinions that the same community who failed her should have protected her. Don't get me started on that shit. Take it away, me. Don't get me started on that shit. Take it away, me. First of all, y'all, in this community shit, when a black person murders another black person... Don't bring in the community. That has nothing to do with anything. When white people kill white people, they don't be like, as a community of white people, we shouldn't be killing white people. We're already mourning the loss of a body. The family's mourning, and then here your dumbass come talking about, oh, as a community, black people, I did not kill her. You, did you kill her? You killed her? I don't know nobody that killed her, so I don't know why you're coming at me talking about the community should have done X and X. People kill people. A black man, a man killed someone. He happened to be black. The community he was in was black. So if you live in a mostly black community, most likely the people that commit crimes in that community, whatever their race is, they're going to commit the crime against the same race. So there's no such thing as black on black crimes in the black community killing black people. That's not true. It's literally a 50-50, almost a 50-50 split between white on white crimes and black on black crimes, in quotes, <laughs> because it's not a real thing. It's something that white people put out. And for some whatever reason, black people really love calling out black people on black on black crimes for some reason. We don't say white on white crime. Exactly. Black kids shoot up a fucking school. I'm sorry, black kids don't shoot up schools. No. Black kids do not shoot up. I have never seen yes. a story of a black kid shooting up a school. Yeah. Never. No. But yeah, those are the schools with the metal detectors. Anyways, I'm sorry. Let's yeah, exactly. But yet, black schools are the schools with metal detectors, police at the front door, treating you like you're... Like, I'm just trying to get an education. Normalizing police presence in our schools. Like... Uh, even, like, when I was younger, I used to go to the movie theater. You have to go through a metal detector just to see, like, a Disney movie. I have to go through a metal detector. Three neighbors? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Even though to school, IS-59, metal detector. I'm like, I'm just trying to get to my math class. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to learn Photoshop. But I got to go through this detector first. Mm. That makes no sense. It makes no sense. 
reinstilling that black children, black or brown children, excuse me, black children are threats and will not be taken seriously without some state of, that they will not be successful without some type of policing at, in their lives, even if they're poor. The other thing, of course, about the respectability politics people is those same people talking about the community needs to protect, we need to protect each other. Like, what the fuck you doing? Thank you. Are the same people not sticking up for black women, saying, mm. if you would have settled, if you would have closed your mouth, why do you have to act like that? Or if you had worn a loose dress. How about still friends with their friends who are fucking rapists? Oh, oh, that's just how he is. Or you know how men are. Or you know what? Listen, that it, that's, it is what it is. Hmm. So reinforcing the trauma in our communities, reinforcing the stigma, that's looking out for the community? Fuck, fuck I'm sorry, fuck that. Fuck so, that. So... Here we go. Let's let's just go back to the list of all of the things that black women, even in their death, have to deal with. So now we're going to add on being blamed mm -hmm. for the violence they experience. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it is our fault these people are being killed. It's our fault they're being raped. It's the community's fault. So it's it's the most frustrating thing to me when I see people comment that because I'm like, you're doing more harm than good. And you're just as bad as a white man. You might as well be a white man when you say when you pull the community card. That's you're right. a white man. We we gotta get to that. Don't worry, oh, Meg. We get into that. Fine. I want to share some resources. Okay. BlackTransTravelFund.com/slash/donate. Another place to donate, please. Trans people deserve safety, and it is up to us if we are truly being allies to help support and promote that. And so one way we can do that is by donating to the Black Trans Travel Fund. Another website, justiceforblackgirls.com, started a Freedom Fighters Fund in response to what has happened to Tony. And it breaks my heart that this wasn't something available to her. But please go to that website and please donate so that this never has to happen ever again. So going back to the respectability politics, just as a black community, and by black community, for me, I'm talking about all of us, not just black men and black women, everybody in between that is allowed to identify as part of the community. Because here's the issue I have that brings us into our next topic. It seems that black men are the kind of like checkpoint or check-in gate as to who gets to be a part of the community. And by black men, I mean all black men. This is something that we've noticed specifically in cis and or heterosexual black men. Say it. To the point where, as Ming mentioned earlier, feeding into this kind of you're allowed, you're allowed into the community by our definition, by our domineering, masculine-only definition. You guys are the white people of black people. White men love to oppress. They only know, you know, that they are, that, that they get to be, have a centralized opinion or voice on anything. They get to mandate. So, I mean, I know many black men, <laughs> again, 
cis or heterosexual black men who feel that if you don't meet their definition of what it means to be a black woman, they get to police as, as a person who does not identify as a woman, as a black man who's a non, I, they're theirs, their gender, they're, they're, what they are saying is that they are male. They get to say, and it's not have an opinion, they get to feel that they can mandate what should happen with our bodies, how light our skin should be, how deep bulky wave our hair should be, the things we should be doing in the kitchen, this is why we don't have certain things. The list goes on. Fuck you, 50 Cent. Fuck you, Little Wayne. Do we even want to talk about that? We don't need to, but fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. I haven't quite figured out I got tiny dicks. If you got a big dick, somebody gonna talk about it. And if you got a tiny big dick, nobody talking about it. <laughs> Ain't nobody talk about Little Wayne dick or 50 Cent dick, so they tiny. <laughs> I love this dick energy. It is little dick energy. I'm sorry if you're talking about what preferences you have and it's all about oh my god you know I love my women exotic but like you don't actually know what the word exotic means and you're literally talking about light-skinned curly-haired women who probably never left the country but it's fine whatever it's little dick energy. The bar for black men is in hell. I said it to Crystal. I said it to quote the one and only Crystal West. Shout out to the read we love you guys. The bar is in hell. They're getting sniffers, they're getting bourbon, they're sitting there and they're waiting and they're comfortable and they get to have opinions and feelings and they get to feel that they have this giant impact and should be the last say on anything that black women do. And I'm sorry, I would rather be dead. And this could be technically problematic, I don't care. Black men get to be protected and I'm sorry, as a black woman running on 30, almost 34 years of my existence, I've never felt protected, not by my family members, my male colleagues, friends, never. And I'm just going to say it. Y'all are fucking useless. Every useless. time I leave the house, I feel unsafe. Why am I getting harassed during a fucking pandemic? Why, why is street harassment still happening in a pandemic? It's a civil war. Leave me alone. I'm just trying to get groceries. Bye. Or pick up my laundry. Or, you know, not die. Yeah. I mean, y'all always joke about me wearing my body con dresses in the house. But I'm like, I would never... I'm like, if I wear those dresses outside, like, I just feel not safe wearing those type of dresses. And it's not even body con. It's literally just the way my body is. It just hugs my body. And the dress just falls on my body. In those, It's not even a tight dress. Yeah. This happens. My body pokes out in certain areas where the dress would go straight on a white woman or whatever type of woman. We have a little extra juiciness. Yeah, we can't like my thighs. I'm skinny, but like my thighs open up a little bit by my where my butt is. So it's like I just don't feel comfortable wearing those dresses outside because then you literally could see the whole shape of my body. I still cover up my body. We've had conversations we <laughs> about. <laughs> my quarantine body and I'm extra juicy and I'm like I can't go outside in like something that I would actually feel comfortable in I have to like put on layers because my god I'm gonna get harassed or mm-hmm. not forbid followed yeah I also okay. oh no I was just gonna say black men 
stop attacking dark-skinned women. Yeah, let, no, we can take a moment. Let's take a moment. Let's take a moment for dark-skinned women who are just minding, just just living it up, thriving, ain't bothering nobody, and here these people come. Go ahead. Out of nowhere, they come out. Of, they literally come out of nowhere. Nobody invited them. Like I'm dark-skinned. Chocolatey goddess, fucking. Gorgeous. So there's many layers of this because then gorgeous. my friends also accuse me of being Douglas. <laughs> that's, a little, that's a little, little yeah. that's West Indian term yeah, for all of our non-West Indian listeners. We get to make that joke. Y'all get to make that joke because y'all West Indian. Yeah. So there's several layers. I mean, there's the you sitting at the bar minding your business. Mm-hmm. A man comes up to you, be like, "Is that your hair? That's really how it is." That's really how wavy it goes. It's naturally like that. Then you got the black man that's like, oh, you think you're cute because dark-skinned women are, are on trend right now. Oh, my God. These are li- These are real. No, this those, are, made, yeah. those, those are, are, are not anecdotal. Then you got the black man that just, like, will walk past you and go to, like, the Asian girl. Mm. Or they'll be like, oh, you got your hair wet today? You look exotic. Mm. Mm. I'm like, if any man ever used the word exotic while trying to talk to me, I'm not talking to you. Because one, you are you a hotep. And you're not using it correctly. They never use it correctly. Exotic means you're from a foreign country. Slavery happened. We all ain't, none of us from America. So we all exotic. Okay? Thank you. Number one. Thank you. We're all exotic. We're all exotic. By definition. Both so both make many different stuff. So exotic does not mean light skin with curly hair. Read a fucking book. You light skin with curly hair because that's your history. She like she looked like that because that's her history. That's her history. That don't mean she exotic. She could be from up the block around the corner. That don't mean <laughs> that that just means that's her history and that's her family history of how they look and that's how she came out. Stop using that term. Just say just 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 be more open and just say you don't like you don't like black women. You don't just like say, black women. Thank you. Just say you don't and like black women. By extension, you don't like yourself. Exactly. You came out of black vagina. So and I, also. Oh, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Like they act up. This is, what, this is what we said we were going to do. Like they act up. Go ahead. Don't think if another line I've had. Oh, you the first black girl I dated. I usually date Asian girls. That's not a compliment to me. That's not a compliment to me. That's an insult to yourself. How did you live this long in your life by depriving yourself? And I'm not a young girl, so if at this age you have yet to date a black woman and you only date Asian girls, that means you don't like black women, and I don't know why you would be. I also just want to add, so this episode, of course, you know, we're talking about you know very much the active and very real trials and tribulations of being a black woman. And I place emphasis on real because these type, these types of men like to dismiss the experiences of black women. Mm-hmm. So if you're a black man, a cis black man, a hetero black man who has a lot of self-hate issues, you know, you're looking, you know, for someone to help you, we would suggest going to the um, Essence Holding Affair for y'all. Um, it's called uh, Uplift Our Black Men. So if you want to find someone to oppress or someone to listen to your bullshit, you can go there. It's a real thing. You can look it up. Go to therapy, too. Why are you all just insisting on not going to see a therapist? 
my God. Because that's not black. That's not what black people do. If you are black in America, you deserve therapy. Let's just put that out there. The trauma of being a black person in America is enough to warrant free therapy. Part of reparations needs to be all of us getting some free fucking therapy. And and if you want to go to school to become a therapist, that shit should be free. Reparations. Zero copay, zero tuition. Now, moving into all of what we have said, there are a million reasons why we as black women, and just in case anyone listening, we've said this before, all three of us are black women, proud black women, there's a million reasons that we navigate our lives feeling unprotected. So, this article is amazing and I need you to read it. What it's, is it? Tell us. It's called Straight Black Men Are the White People of Black People. It's written by Damon Young. I saw that. On the roof. It was written, mm-hmm. wait, it was written by a black man? Yes. Yes. Wow. I didn't read it yet, but I I thought it. it was a black woman. No. I'm going to read a little tiny snippet, but you need to read this article. It's in my bookmarks. I'm ready yet. We're the ones for whom the first black president created an entire initiative to assist and uplift. We're the ones whose beatings and deaths at the hands of police galvanized the community in a way that the beatings and sexual assaults and deaths that those same police inflict upon black women do not. We're the ones whose mistreatment inspired a boycott of the NFL, despite the NFL's long history of mishandling and outright ignoring far worse crimes against black women. We're the ones who get the biggest seat at the table and the biggest piece of chicken at the table, Mm -hmm. despite making the smallest and the best seat to the meal. You gotta sit at the head of, you gotta sit in this seat right here. This seat for him. What he did all day, nothing. Why he got in the head seat? I didn't get the head seat because I've been in that fucking kitchen. I got oil on my foot. I ain't even got to shower and put I ain't even got to shower and put on my outfit for the dinner. But here you are just sitting all day, you just roll up and sit at the head of the table. Fuck you, you can't sit at the head of the table. I am the fucking table. I am the table. When I got a family and my husband and he tried, if there's one seat, if we happen to have a table where only one seat's at the head of the table, I'm sitting there. If I've been cooking all day, I'm sitting at the fucking head of the table. But also, motherfucker, chop these onions. Exactly. I just grew up, like, my mom sat at the head of the table. I mean, there was no no man in the house, but I was like, you deserve this seat because you've been working all day. What I look like sitting there. Another resource I have to share with you, and <laughs> sorry, I know, no, 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 don't <laughs> apologize. Like, this is literally so therapeutic, and this is the best I felt during this entire few months that we've been dealing with all of this trauma. It's like good to just get it out and hurt. So, go in. You don't want to say anything else? I'm done. Okay. But you can also <laughs> jump in on this next part because okay. I, I think you might like this too. Okay, I'm ready. All right. So, um, I have another resource called the Black Male Privilege Checklist by Jewel. Woods, and it was part of the Renaissance Mail Project of 2008. Jewel Woods created a list of 94 privileges that black men, I'll say cis-hetero black men, benefit from. And I'm not going to read them all, but there's a few that really jump out, so here we go. Okay, I'm excited. I don't have to choose my race over my sex in political matters. Oh, I hate that line. Just because I like her don't mean I don't like black people. 
You could have your preference. It's how you like your preference. No, but it's it's how you deliver it. How you delivering your preference? But literally, how as black women we have to choose our battle. Am I a woman today or am I black? Let me exactly. Let me look at what the women are doing. Oh, white women not really listening to us. Okay, let me go over here. To oh, y'all talking about the Hamptons oh. weekend? This oh, I can't talk about that black man that was killed. A black man? Oh, oh, we not. Oh, okay. We not talking we about, about the Hamptons. We oh, not my, about the oh my gosh, I live twenty minutes from the Hamptons. Oh my god, I have to drive like an hour. Yeah, like my house, my house is at the border of Long Island. Like there's like. Like, we're in common. We, we can't talk about Levittown in Long Island and how that was designed to block out black people. Okay, cute. Literally. Um, when I, ooh, when I learn about the civil rights movement and the black power movements, most of the leaders that I will learn about will be black men. Oh, first of all, I didn't even know <laughs> about the woman you listed earlier in our podcast mm. and what they, I don't even know what they did. If you said, tell me, Tiffany, tell me what the black women did during the civil rights movement, I'll be like, I don't know. I literally don't know. No, Not think about Rosa Parks. Yeah, that's skin. all. That's the only one I know. She wasn't even the first black woman to give up their seat. The first call was dark skin, and they were like, "Nah, bro, we can't do this." Yep, I didn't even know that until today. Mm. No, she was dark skin. Um, I remember learning that by uh, because of Gil. What's Noble. her name? Shout out to well, rest in power to Gil Noble. Um, Claudette Coven. I think she was like seventeen at the time. I thought she was old, like, in her 20s. She was so young and just wanted to just fuck shit. Because wasn't she also a member of the, not SCLC. I feel like she was a member of one of those, yeah. like, non-civil, like, non-violent civil Possibly. rights groups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Oh, I have the ability to define black women's beauty by European standards in terms of skin tone, hair, and body size. Mm-hmm. In comparison, black women rarely define me. By European standards. Exactly, y'all be dusty. I'm dusty. Thick hair, I can't even put a comb through. Like, if I put it on fire, your whole body be on fire. Dusty. Dusty. Dirt. Dirt under your nails. Like, not washing your hair. Not washing your your balls. I can smell your balls through your jeans. But you want want an exotic. You want exotic. You don't want a black girl. You You don't want to be dark. Cause you like dark, she mad dark. Yeah. But you mad dark. But dark. you only you also only have a fitted sheet. You don't have a full sheet. You don't bed. got a bed frame. You don't got a bottle opener for your wine. You don't got no ziploc bags. You got food left over after you cook. Yep. You be wrapping it in wax paper. You got you, you don't have ice trays. You only have one toothbrush in your house that you've been using for a whole year when you need to be taking that shit every three months. But you want an exotic girl. Oh, like you know, her edges wasn't laid down properly, so you know, shorty a little, you know. Oh, I don't date women who wear weaves. Motherfucker, it's protective. I'm protecting my hair. <laughs> like, and if you say one shit about me when I'm straightening my hair, I'd be like, oh, your hair is mad. You need to do it more often. Fuck you. I do it twice a year. Get out. And if you don't like that number, fuck you. Because <laughs> you want a bald girl, you want a girl with hair. What you trying to do? Because if you want a bald girl, you go date I mean, if somebody you're not, else. If you're not black, they'll date anything. You're right. I can believe that causing pain during sex is connected with a woman's pleasure without even asking her. If I say ouch, you gotta stop. I can easily have... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a difference between ouch and ow. Yeah, there's a difference between ouch and... Uh, like, <laughs> the room. 
I can easily imagine that most of the artists in hip-hop are members of my sex. I can easily imagine that most of the women that appear in hip-hop videos are there solely to please men. Right, no. because not Queen Pen, Cardi B, Lil' Kim. It's like, as, like soon as, a new, as soon as a new female rapper comes to the game, they kind of put whoever's in the game against each other. But there's mad, dusty-ass male rappers out there. No one ever puts them... They just come out with shitty music, or they got one hit. You got women rappers out here with albums, oh. like like catalogs of good music, but yet they're just like, oh, there's gonna only be one. Can we talk about Gangsta Bitch Music Volume 1? Cardi B, you did that! Yeah. It's not attacking Cardi B. Yeah, she used Ghost Riders, but so what? Your favorite male rappers use Ghost Riders. Like, what you you think, you think Givenchy and Gucci, you think the Mr. Gucci's designing Gucci shoes? No, he got a team of 20 designers. So you're gonna be like, oh, I don't like Gucci shoes because actual Gucci, there ain't no fucking Gucci, there's not a man named Gucci, you assholes. Um, I have the privilege to define black women as having an attitude without referencing the range of attitudes that black women have. Like, fuck you. Throwback to the black man that told me he only date Asian women because I'm the first black his reason was, oh, black women be having attitudes, they're not aggressive. So we, because we won't allow you to oppress us and we won't submit to your archaic misogynoir attitudes, we're the one with the attitude? Okay, so you plan on dying alone then because I, I don't know any, I would never recommend another black woman to you or and, any. And to quote the great Solange, I've got a lot to be mad about. A lot. And also, I need to sign this list, but... To the black men that somehow think smart black girls don't exist and they're an exception, so therefore they will be different, I got a message for y'all. I like science, technology, engineering, and math. I've had a career in that for 10 years. And you can still get these hands, nigga. That's it. I exactly. don't care how many degrees I got, motherfucker. I will throw those hands. You saw and me. You saw me at my, when I got my master's. I was still hurt. I was still hurt. I do or die. And then also stop using that word different. When you're trying to pick up a girl or for the, oh, you different from other girls. That says more about you than it does her. Yeah, exactly. Should I keep going or should I? How y'all feel? Let's keep. I like this. I, I, I like this. I like this game. Okay. All right. Here we go. <laughs> I have the privilege of defining black women's attitude without defining my attitudes as a black man. Because accountability is like accountability is like child support to black men. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're not paying it. It's not getting paid. Ooh, can we talk about it? Oh my God. We can. Just get to exist in the world and not have to not have to do shit. Oh, I don't have to give you shit. You give me shit. I just came home from work. Where's the food? So what you thought I was doing all day? I just came home from work too. So we both came home from work. So where's the food? I got you. I'm sad. Ask me how I'm doing. (laughs) And I just feel like I'm just gonna be single, or I'm gonna go on my white king journey. Cause we, we we need to talk about that. We need to the talk next about the that. next episode. We talk about the White King. Shout out to Lauren and Cameron. <laughs> I have.
have no comment on this topic. But you should have all the comments on this topic. <laughs> okay, correction. I do have a lot of comments on this topic. See you in episode two. Exactly. Shout out to this. I also want to shout, shout out to our favorite toddler. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Oh, oh, my baby girl. I also want to shout out that, you know, obviously there is, like, fetishization and, like, over-sexualization of black women and black girls. But no one talks about how cisgendered heterosexual black men over-sexualize us the most. Like, God forbid we got a big butt and a curvy Oshio. But Thank if you, you exotic, somehow she get the ring. You're special. You're so pure. Oh, you're but so yeah, special. when you go on Pornhub.com, you filter on Ebony. <laughs> <laughs> Am I lying? Listen, nope. Listen. We need to put that on our Instagram as a snippet. Um, I have the privilege. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. Because now we're going to get into all of those hoteps that, that call themselves doctor, but they never actually went to any type of school to become doctors. I have the privilege of believing that feminism is anti-black. First of all, as black women, we get to say that shit because we got to deal with these white women acting like they don't know that black women have fucking problems. Thank you. That, and for them to think that they're even part of the conversation of, when we talk about intersectionality, you, nigga, are not part of that conversation. You don't get to tell me how I should define feminism. Mm. You want to oppress me and also be part of the, like, be part of the movement? You can't have both. I got to march for you, but y'all not marching for me? Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. I and that applies black, to all black women. I ain't see a black, black women's march. Let's switch gears to even the black male privilege in college. Here we go. In college, I will have the opportunity to date outside of the race at a much higher rate than black women will. Mm. Most of the times when black women date outside their race in college because none of the black guys want her. I literally had a guy tell me in college, several of them, we won't, like, yeah, black guys at, this, at your school don't have because you're not black enough. Mm. Mm. So, me, then also, when I dated outside of my race, I was, only, I was only into this type of man, or you only have these type of friends. I'm like, I'm sorry, so I don't deserve to be fucked or experiment in college because I'm supposed to let you mandate it for me? So, by the time I enter college, and even through college, I have the privilege of not having to worry whether I will be able to marry a black woman. Nope. I mean, because oh, you won't. Worry. You won't. You go, you go first. You won't. But you you yeah. won't marry. You won't. I mean, I don't yeah. Know. The worry of a black woman. I don't. I don't call it a worry. What I'm, I don't know the word yet, but a worry of a black woman is that she won't find a black man. Even now, it's a live example. I'm very like, yes. oh, I guess I'm gonna find my white guy because I'm like, I'm thirty now. Oh, I'm thirty one. 31 now, and, like, I haven't met a black man, and, like, I guess black men don't want, I'm using quotes, Mm -hmm. want me, so I guess I'll just start dating white men. I mean, statistically speaking, as a black woman, if you want to get married, you're going to have to date outside of your race, because black men don't marry us. (laughs) They don't. They don't. But to be honest, um, I stopped checking for them at 30, like that, marriage partner. Yes, I know it's problematic. Ah, It's not problematic. Speak your truth. This is all about black women. Go ahead. Speak your truth. 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, um, I totally understand that sentiment. <laughs> yes. And that sentiment. Um, but me at just being producer, I haven't even done all the things I want to do yet, and I am already outshining my black male equivalent. The only difference between us is that black men are given the flexibility and space to experiment and to be their full, whole, sexually present, financially available self. And I don't know about you guys, but the black male professionals that I know who are my age or older, and or at or outside of my field are not married to and their partners are not black women. So you know what? This oh my god, I want to say so many things. This reminds me of like it's a whole other issue. You know, like how white people are now giving us things we didn't ask for. And one of those things is the black bachelor, and I'm literally like, why do I want to watch this black man choose a non-black woman? Because like literally that's been my whole fucking life! That's been my whole dating career. I black mean, man not choosing. He's wearing me. the pink salmon shorts, like oh, he had I know yes. he had bow shoes. I mean, I'm sorry, but I looked at him. I don't know any black woman that would actually desire him. Yes. I don't I, Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, this is the last one. Here we go. In general, I have the freedom to travel at night without fear. No, not true for women. But yes, like if the if the sun is gone, I'm not going outside unless I'm going to the club in my car and like 20 people know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna randomly go to 7-Eleven at like 9 p.m. and be like, oh, I need some sugar. Yeah. No, you're gonna think twice about it. It's it's really fucked up. All right. So obviously in all of the ways, traditional ways that, you know, black men just like to oppress black women. You know, I was going to say women, but they really love to oppress black women. It's their favorite pastime. Um, let's talk a little bit about, you know, the Black Girls Drinking Wine crew. We watched the Red Table Talk as a family yesterday. We watched as a family. Shout out to my Virgo sister and Jada for giving me the courage to stop using the word relationship and to just call a thing a thing, people. Entanglement! I was entangled. I was walking the stinking out of nowhere. I got all caught up and entangled. I, I guess I just fell and you know, someone to get me the scissors. Landed in his vagina. And you know, Jada being the Virgo that she is, and you know, Virgos support one another as a family. I always thought I was dating wrong. This red table talk has shown me that I am on the right path. You're not on the right path. Yes, I am. Yes, you are. Go ahead. No, you are. You are. Go ahead. When she said, I'm sorry, I'm trying to be like Jada. I just wanted to feel good. Mm. Completely dismissing August, or, or as we come to know him, Aug. Aug. I love how they're still calling him Aug. <laughs> His feelings that he you know, like, you know they was close, close. We call him Og. Yeah. Well, I haven't spoken to him in years, but you know, Og and I, and I had an entanglement. You know, I just, I feel vindicated. Yeah. I feel validated. Amen. And I would just keep on being ain't shit because that's my truth. That's right. That's my red table talk. I want to join your ministry, honestly, truly. What have I been doing all of these years? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to be Jada so bad. Literally. I mean, yeah. Do you guys have any other thoughts other than on this, you know, on the entanglement? 
I mean, I will say she definitely made me look at myself. I definitely have a different view of what marriage is or what a relationship is. I always was very open in general, but now I feel like I'm even more open. Just like, even in regards to like us being humans and having souls and like being able to like have blood in our bodies that randomly make us stand up and we're able to talk and interact with each other. It's like, this is our only life. So it's like, realistically, can you be in a relationship and be satisfied for like, 20, 30 plus years as long as you're alive without interacting with another human? I don't think so. But that doesn't mean like sex. It can mean like a conversation or a really close friend of the opposite sex or like something else. It's like whatever your relationship is based on. Mm -hmm. And then also knowing what you want and what you're comfortable with. So it's like if you're not, if you're the type of person that's like, my man, I'm the only woman my, my man to talk to, then you need to be with a man that think the same way. If you and a man that don't think that way, you're gonna get hurt and you're gonna go crazy and die early from stress. Not worth it. No. Nope. So like it's definitely maybe take a step back and be like, what do I want? I'm ready for a relationship, but what do I really want in a relationship? What can I handle? What do I want to allow or what am I comfortable with? Yep. So I learned a lot. I learned that every relationship I've been in my whole life has just been entanglements. I'm sorry, I refuse to call them relationships. You guys have only been entanglements. And I also (laughs) just feel like it reiterated something I always tell my girlfriends. I don't know if I've said this to you before, probably not. That like, I just feel like, why are these niggas? Don't lie to yourself. Like, yep. Yeah, lie to them. Who the fuck? You don't owe them shit. You don't, don't need lie to, be, to yourself. Don't be loyal to someone who oh, like don't just, get me started. Just don't even bother. It's not worth it. Like loyalty is a male term. The oh next next episode we talk about the term loyalty. Okay. It's, 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 like fake, it's fake news. We're covering a lot in that next episode. <laughs> it's loyalty <laughs> is fake news. Ah, so yes, I think that we uh, today have talked about a lot of things. I feel like this should be like Black women's like emancipation episode, like or something like that. Uh, black women's manifesto. Um. So yeah, in closing, why do we love being Black women? I mean, I think this whole episode has made it pretty clear why. But yeah, is there anything specifically for you guys that you feel like you just? When you think about being a black woman, like how much of that is part of your identity and then you're then you're who you are as a person, like it's it's not separate, it's very much in yeah. your mind. Like is there anything that comes to mind? Oh, I, oh. you wanna go? Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I just love the versatility of a black woman. I mean, obviously racism is real. As a black woman, we're only to like hip hop and fashion nova. But it's like, as a black woman, like, I like Hans Zimmerman. I love listening to movie scores. Like, I love science and architecture and math. And, like, also, like, but I like wearing cat suits in bed and, like, Popeyes. And, like, sneaky. And it's like, I can walk into a meeting and just be, like, super giggly of myself. And everyone's like, ah, Tiffany, you know that walk out. So it's like I can like own a room if I want because like I can. I'm the shit. So <laughs> I mean that's why I love me. 
so amazing. It's like, amen. I get, like, I'm the best. Yes, <laughs> you are. You are. Yes, you are. Talk your shit. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, oh, I love all of that. I mean, I think, when I, when I think about the awesomeness that is being a black woman and it's something that I would choose time and time again despite what the society thinks I should feel about being black I will always choose being a black woman if I had the choice I would check the box every single time because when I think of black women I think of community I think of safe spaces I think of um, this is actually a new term that I learned home place of just this community that we've foster and we are always supportive of everyone like no one is going to compliment you like a black woman like oh I see you edges I see you baby hair yes come through with the leopard print okay sandals okay pedicure and the way that we are always loving on one one another um, I think in the past few weeks you guys have been my refuge. I've, I only feel my absolute safest when I'm with you. There's been a lot of moments where I navigate the world and I'm like, I don't feel safe here or I don't feel safe in this conversation or I don't feel, but then I have you all and that's where I feel at home and I feel affirmed and loved and valued and supported don't make me cry. and cheered on. But let's be real, even if you're listening to this and you don't identify as a black woman, a black woman has done that shit for you. Period. <laughs> so for me, mine is not going to be as deep as these two. <laughs> but I will, I will say this. There is power in the community, like power and community with black women. Everything you just said. But it's like, who's gonna do it better? Like as a black woman, I'm gonna tell y'all right now, I love being the mic drop in the room. Every single time. I love being the sneak attack. I love being the surprise. Because nothing is more satisfying looking at someone's face when they don't know what their next move is because you've already told them there is no next move. I am the move. But also, black women know everything. We know everything. We know your history. We know our history. We know our history of what you think you're about to learn about. Like, we know everything. We gave birth to you all. Like, let's be real. We can carry human beings in our body. And then push them out of our tiny tight vaginas. We gave birth to you. Yep. Like we gave birth to your culture. You pussy pop on a handstand because we taught you to do that. Yes. 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 <laughs> so we're gonna sorry. close this episode. Don't no 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 sorries in this episode. No, 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 Tamika's in a swivel chair and she's swiveling around. I'm spinning. She's spinning. <laughs> We're all spinning from the love that we have for each other and the love that we just encapsulate as being black women. So to close, I love being black. We love being black. Mm. We love black women. We love y'all. 
Um, this episode is not, I'm sorry. Uh, nope, I'm not saying that about yeah, making space. We're not actually sorry. We're not actually sorry. sorry. This episode is not about making space for those that are not part of the community. However, we all have friends, allies, whatever, that are part of the community. Feel free to keep doing the work. Educate yourselves. Emphasis on yourselves. And I think and that's your friends. It. And your friends. Keep having those uncomfortable conversations. Yo. Pay it forward. Y'all are just tickling me with these updates. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Keep doing it. You go. <laughs> All right, guys. Take care of yourselves and each other. Check your boobies. Wahoo! Bye, guys. Bye.